Hear the word of our Lord from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the word of our Lord again from Proverbs chapter 5, beginning in the first verse. My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. And do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. Lest strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life you groan when your flesh and body are consumed and you say, How I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a lot of talk out there about incels, at least in the past few years. For those who are not aware, maybe you're a little bit older, I guess, Incel means involuntary celibate, somebody who believes that they cannot obtain a woman, whether a girlfriend or a wife, depending on their personal morality. Incels have become something of a movement because they find each other online and they discuss the difficulties of finding a girl, of a good girl anyway. You may have noticed that incel is also an insult. It is either a movement of people self-identifying as incels, or it is an insult. Oh, you have opinions that I don't like. You must be a basement-dwelling incel, you loser. Have sex, incel. They are seen as this weird, mysterious pariah in society. Namely, because there have been a number of mass shootings committed by men who said that they were incels. Elliot, Roger, et al. There's been a bunch of them. Men who just are so fed up with women, feeling like they are barred from affection and sexual attention, that they end up lashing out and killing people. But the responses to guys like Elliot Roger and Alec Manassian by society at large has been, these are bad, terrible people, you should hate them. And we don't do that for any other violent murderers in our society. When we have drug dealers and kingpins doing drive-bys in bad neighborhoods, everybody says, oh wow, these socioeconomic factors are driving them to do this out of poverty. Oh my goodness, we need more social programs. 
If somebody decides to shoot up a school, if they're a teenager or a young adult, typically with left-wing opinion, suddenly everybody says, my goodness, we need to have compassion on people. We need to restrict access to guns, and we need to talk about mental health in the United States or the West or whatever. But when it comes to incels, it's just, no, these are evil people that need to be castigated from society. We need to take their problem and make it worse. At best, you will get various advertisements and papers from certain think tanks saying, uh, we need to tell young men to avoid the black pill incel ideology, whatever that means. We need to tell men, just don't be an incel. Stop having a hard time. Stop thinking of yourself this way. Don't look at things clearly. And by all means, your behavior should be, well, like everybody else. But here's the problem. Very, 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 very few people actually go out there and talk to incels. They don't want to talk to incels. They want incels to stop being incels. They want to come at this from a certain mindset, usually some sort of uh, critical theory mindset that says, <laughs> you can't be part of a victim class because I'm part of a victim class that's opposed to you. So there is no way that you're having a hard time, okay? You must be delusional. So no solutions are offered other than, I guess, be better, but that's not advice. Uh, there are various pickup artists who try to hawk techniques and ideas to these guys, but uh, that's not exactly a good way to live. And then, of course, there's the MGTOW crowd, or men going their own way crowd, who tells these guys, we'll just drop out of uh, romantic relationships entirely, go your own way, uh, get your sexual fulfillment from sex dolls or hookers or something, and just work on yourself, bro. But all of these groups trying to get in contact with and reach out, quote-unquote, to incels, they're not really engaging with them. The number one response to these guys is just, do this. Be better. Do this instead. Or, wow, that's some great problems. You should just quit. That's all that we're telling them. Nobody out there, as far as I can understand, is going out and engaging with the ideas that they have and the observations they are making. I haven't seen that. Now, there was a documentary about it that I think came close, but it didn't offer anything to them other than, can we film you and talk about this? Not exactly as helpful as we would like it to be. So, I went out and spent the past few years chatting with incels, getting to know them, learning what makes them tick, what makes them think. And I believe it's time to have that kind of conversation. If we're going to have a series on sex and marriage, we really should, in the 21st century, bring up and talk about people who feel barred from both. Like, this is something they just can't have. At least they feel that way. So let's actually take some time to wrestle with and engage with what they are saying without it being some sort of finger-wagging lecture that they get from society anyway. 
part two will be talking about some resources and everything, but the frustrating thing that the average incel goes through is he complains about his situation and all anybody ever offers him is advice. Literally, that's it. All they get is advice. Here's what you should do. Here's what you should be. Nobody ever offers them help. Well, I want to change that. I want to get into the orientation of real help. How to get real help. How to receive that. And maybe if I can do something, I'll see what I can do. But let's talk about the ideas first. The idea behind the involuntary celibate is that he has harder times getting a mate than other men. Men who are attractive, richer, uh, have more of an easier social time interacting with women. They can get dates pretty easily. That is an insult. Not literally involuntary celibate. That's an important distinction. 99% of the guys out there that call themselves incels are not actually incapable of being uncelibate. What do I mean by that? Well, the truest guy who's actually involuntarily celibate is a coma patient. Or like the 83-year-old man who doesn't sexually function anymore due to age, he's a widower, the guy really doesn't have a chance of getting a wife. As far as I can tell, the issue is not impossibility, it is about extremely heightened difficulty. A man with severe Asperger's syndrome is not going to have a good time trying to schmooze it with the ladies. A man who is morbidly obese is not going to have an easy time getting a girlfriend. It is difficult for them. And there are some individuals who are reasonably handsome, they're reasonably well off, they have a decent job, and they're responsible, but there's something happening with the women that are around them that they just can't get dates from these girls, or at least they feel like they can't. There is an issue of availability. Listening to this, if you're not familiar with it, you might say, well, wait a second, there are women with those same problems too. Why don't they shack up with these guys? That's the problem. These women do not chase after those guys. If you look at the numbers regarding what's called the Pareto Principle in online dating, 80% of the women on these sites are chasing after 20% of the guys. They want the men who are the most handsome, that are the most uh, well-off, and a lot of these guys are players that have no problem stringing these girls along. It seems that that is what they prefer. So you can go to all sorts of dating profile screenshots from incel communities and you'll see a woman who weighs uh, 300 pounds, she's five foot three, she has four kids, and she's a single mother living in a trailer. And on her dating profile, she will say things like, Don't even approach me unless you make six figures. I got kids and they need to eat, so be prepared on anything like a date with me to feed all my kids too. I'm looking for a high value man. So the incel who might try to shoot his shot and flirt with this girl is going to get turned down. Oftentimes, they have these experiences of getting shot down 
regularly for a very long time before declaring themselves an incel. Some of them, anyway. We'll get to that. But the idea is, if you compare relationships between human beings in economic terms, you call it sexual market value, the phenomenon that they're looking at is the majority of women going after quote-unquote luxury items, high-value men, typically referred to as chad. And our incel friends are left in the dust as women who have comparative sexual market value to them are chasing after people with a higher sexual market value. So the line goes. Now I believe the problem runs both ways. You see, what motivates a lot of men to call themselves incels is not just availability and difficulty in finding a woman, they are more choosy because of moral disgust. If a woman has a high body count, if she is a single mother with no excuse, she's not a widow or anything, she just dated a boyfriend until she got pregnant, dropped the guy, and now she's a single mom on welfare and child support or something. If she is a radical feminist or leftist, if she's got the purple hair or something, these guys are not going to consider those women as available or desirable, which is sensible, right? But I've asked a number of them, okay, let's say there is a girl out there who is just on paper perfect. She is a virgin. She is a wonderful Christian girl that agrees with all your politics, but she doesn't obsess over them. She is going to be loyal to you. She is madly in love with you, will never stray. She wants to have children with you, so that if the desire of the incel really does boil down to having what men had a hundred years ago, this woman is the item. One caveat, she weighs 250 pounds and she's five feet tall, so she is very rotund. Do you accept that? Do you go with her? Without fail, every single man that I've asked this question to, whether they're just a single guy and a friend of mine or if they are a self-proclaimed incel, every single one of them said, no, I will not. I would not get into a relationship with this woman. Sometimes they will explain it as, well, uh, gluttony is an indicator of low impulse control, so I don't know if uh, this individual would really be the genuine article you're saying she is. Others would simply tell me, no, she's fat. I don't want her. Well, okay. Either way, what you're saying is you have standards. And these women out there, the 80% of them that are chasing the 20% of chads out there, they have standards too. They don't always pick men according to those standards, Lord knows. There are ugly men that end up with wives. There are poor men who end up with wives. There are men out there who you would say should be an incel, but actually the common term for him is herb. He's the dude with the smoking hot bride, and he looks like a schlubby dude. <laughs> he's losing his hair, he's got the big lady killer, uh, super thick glasses on. Maybe he's got a little bit of an underbite, but hey, you know what? Somehow he won, he won the game, and uh, he's got himself a wonderful little wife. 
women have these standards that they say and they chase after guys that fulfill them, but oftentimes they end up with guys that are outside of those standards. The difference between the incel and the woman who quote unquote settles for those guys though is that the incel is not going to settle. Both parties have standards, right? Both parties say I want a partner who is physically fit, mature, takes care of themselves, has minimal baggage. And of course, they chase after people that have those standards met. But I've noticed a lot of women will go out and they will settle for a guy who doesn't fulfill all their standards. Incels, on the other hand, because of moral disgust at what they see in women, say just hard no. Period. And that's where I gotta ask, is it really involuntary celibate or celibate because you lack the will or the desire for a woman. If a woman, a wife, is the goal, right, that's not going to be too, too, too difficult to just get at some point. There are plenty of women who are happy to latch themselves onto you if you can accept some of the baggage that they have. An ex, children, uh, maybe a higher body count. She's beginning to age. She has hit what incels and pickup artists have called the wall, where she starts losing her looks, supposedly. The incel is not involuntarily celibate as a matter of incapability. As we discussed earlier, the truest quote-unquote incel or true cell is a dude in a coma. But the thing that is characterizing them the most is saying no to so many of these women. And there's obviously a lot of opportunities that aren't there. There are not many women who are willing to overlook their standards for him. That's true. It's a both-and issue. And the numbers bear that out. The women are willing to compromise on quote-unquote standards because there are twice as many single young men as there are single young women. Something to the effect of 60% of young men right now are single, unattached, no girlfriend, no wife, nothing. And it is half that for women. The same study found that women are having sex more often than men. Men are more lonely than women. But that can't be just because women suddenly all became polygamists and started all getting Chad at the same time. There has to be a large number of them who are willing to compromise on their standards and go with a guy. But for these young men, a lot of them are going to say no to that. They're going to say no to a woman who is a single mother. They're going to say no to a woman who might not be as physically fit as he'd prefer her to be, whether or not she wants to work on it. There is an element of no that is core to the quote-unquote incel worldview. Now, this isn't me just telling these guys, have lower standards, bro. Like, that's what the church is doing these days whenever they come up to the issue of incels in our society. They say, oh man, these men are just basement-dwelling misogynists that don't understand how many wonderful women I know that are single mothers or ex-porn stars that would make great wives. No, that's foolish. 
the Bible tells young men to avoid immoral women. And if a woman has a vastly immoral past, even if she's repented, there are consequences for that. And it is reasonable for a young man to say, sorry, I don't want to risk it with you. That's not bad. That's not immoral. But we still should call something what it is and say that the vast majority of quote-unquote incels are people who are refusing a lot of women. And this refusal works hand-in-hand hand with the Pareto principle and the dating market problems to give them an even harder time. So if an incel has a desire for a woman who is basically the same quote-unquote sexual market value as him, he's going to have a harder time finding a girlfriend or a spouse than she would finding a guy that's roughly equivalent to her. That is a massive difficulty in these guys' lives. And it certainly does not help that they're getting information from various manosphere types, MGTOW types, pickup artists, etc. that treat women as statistics rather than people. We already addressed in this series the idea of pair bonding and other issues, things that you can try to overcome. But if you're told... Uh, if she has a higher body count, automatically she is going to have a ruined ability to form meaningful relationships. If she has a kid, here are the issues that come with that. Uh, this is going to fail. Uh, look at the dynamic of hypergamy, therefore she will leave you. She sees you as nothing more than a pocketbook, by the way, so unless you make six figures or have the magic 666, right? Uh, six figures, six feet, six inches if we're going to be a little crass, then you just have no hope, right? That's the kind of thing these guys are seeing, and again, there is a point there. Yes, we live in a destroyed, decaying, ugly culture where a whole lot of women are acting as though this is some sort of deterministic factor in their lives, until they have the uh, epiphany phase, as Rollo Tomasi of the Rational Male blog calls it, where a woman realizes she's not 22 anymore, she can't go out and have the spring break fun in Cancun that she used to have, uh, so now it's time to find Jesus and find a good husband to pay for all of her mistakes. Now you might hear this and get offended. That's what the church has been doing. Whenever they hear incels or anybody in the manosphere talk about this sort of thing, they get massively angry about this. The church has forgotten that women sin too. They are just as much the same poor miserable sinners as men are. And incels are pointing this out and saying we have the numbers to prove it. But the church doesn't want to hear that, so instead the church has been going along with the world and saying, uh, shut up and have sex, incel. That's got to stop. That really does. If we are willing to have ministry to literally anybody these days except racists and incels, they just get all sorts of condemnations from us. We're not doing our job as a church. So tell you what, for the incel community, let's, let's address you guys and say, I want to help, and I need you to play ball a little bit. There's going to be some give and take. 
I'm going to talk next week about how we can address these issues, how we can get you finding and dating a good girl. Sure, going to try to help out. We're going to try to address this because the church isn't being as compassionate as she should be, and it's time to try to fix that. If, that is, you want it to be fixed. The complaint has rung out from the incel community that the first thing they hear whenever they complain about this stuff is, well, here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. Here's how to be successful, etc. They're getting advice, not assistance. That's fine, by the way. That should be a part of the calculus. If you want something, go out and reach for it. The complaint launched against the baby boomer generation is that they all told their kids, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and incels are getting similar advice just in terms of relationships. Bootstrapping a relationship, that's how they talk about it, when there are systemic structural problems in the West right now that are hobbling them. Good point. But if my response to the baby boomer is, I'm going to sit on the floor, and I'm going to cross my arms, and I'm going to pout until somebody gives me a six-figure job, I am missing out on life. I am not moving forward whatsoever, and I'm not dealing with these structural issues. I'm just complaining until I get what I want, and that's not going to work for anybody. The same goes for relationships. Yes, there needs to be legitimate help, but it has to go hand in hand with a will and effort to move forward. And I'm not talking about making a dating profile, especially not on websites where, well, loose women tend to hang out. Tinder doesn't solve anybody's problems, really. So next week, let's talk and let's see what we can do to help fix these issues in a way that is healthy, that is godly, and that doesn't amount to just fix it yourself, while also not amounting to, I'm gonna send you a Russian mail-order bride. We'll start figuring it out together. But until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.